welcome to Pure Nonfiction, the podcast interviewing documentary filmmakers. I'm Tom Powers, the documentary programmer for the Toronto International Film Festival and artistic director of Doc NYC. On this episode, I talk to portrait photographer and filmmaker Timothy Greenfield Sanders. His most recent documentary is Toni Morrison, The Pieces I Am, profiling the Nobel Prize-winning author. Her novels include The Bluest Eye, Sula, Song of Solomon, and Beloved. In the film, she talks about her motives to write. Sometimes you're nudged, and sometimes you're just searching to make the writing interesting to me. It's not just writing. It's I don't know what this means, but I have to find out. Timothy has a long history with Morrison. He photographed her multiple times over three decades. In 2006, she inspired him to undertake a film series called The Blacklist. Timothy directed three Blacklist films in collaboration with Elvis Mitchell, interviewing distinguished black figures from different fields. When you hear the phrase blacklist, what does that connote to you? Blacklist? Doesn't blacklist mean uh, people on a list that don't work anymore? Do you get treated like black people? My father's wit, his stories, his cool. This isn't history to me. Black culture leads. I had to fight for virtually every single thing. Writing for me is the only free place. Who are we and what are we doing here? We just wanted to be somebody. I'm not the ambulance chaser, I'm the ambulance. I never thought that I was only worth what they said. Forget what your color is, that's somebody else's problem. It's never been monolithic. People really can be persuaded to think differently. Authenticity. Identity, human identity. No, honey, I ain't black, no. I get loose pimples when I talk about it. There's always gonna kinda be an overreaction one way or the other. For Timothy's Toni Morrison film, he collaborated with interviewer Sandra Guzman. She was previously the editor-in-chief of Latina magazine and conducted interviews for Timothy's films The Women's List and The Latino List. The heart of Toni Morrison, The Pieces I Am, is a long interview with the author. It spans her childhood in Lorain, Ohio, her first career as a book editor, and her effort to become a writer as a single mother of two sons. The film also includes testimonies from her friends and admirers like Oprah Winfrey. One of the characters says at the end of Song of Solomon, and she was loved. And she was loved. That is the anthem for any life. You can come to the planet and do whatever you do, accomplish whatever you accomplish, awards, no awards, degrees, no degrees, successes, no successes. I think she captured the essence of what it means to be human, to be alive, and to have done well here on Earth. And we can say the same thing for her. And she is love. My interview with Timothy took place in May at the IFC Center, before a live audience that included writer Hilton Ailes, who's interviewed in the film. Less than three months after our conversation, Morrison passed away at age 88. To begin, I asked Timothy 
how he first met Morrison in the early 80s. That was uh, when Tar Baby had just come out. So uh, Song of Solomon, Sula, and Bluest Eye had been published, and Tony was doing some press. Uh, I shot it for the cover of Soho News, which was a kind of hipster weekly um, back then. And, you know, we, we got along immediately. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about literature, but, you know, particularly talked about the neighborhood I lived in. And I remember kind of walking Tony to get a cab at the end, and we stayed in touch, and then I started to do pictures for her for books, uh, particularly um, uh, later on, uh, a lot of the jacket covers and press stuff, and uh, I alluded to the time in 2006, that was from the uh, opera, she, the, she'd written the libretto for Margaret Gardner, and we were doing pictures then uh, for that, and it was the beginning of the blacklist. And so what were those sessions like? What was a session with a photography session with her like compared to other authors that you do? I think that it's always about getting the subject to trust you. And that was something that, you know, Tony said to me a couple of years ago, she said, I, I, let, uh, I let you see me, you know. And, and, and it's really true, the subject allows you to, to get in there. It's, it's never the other way around. You can never break down a subject really. I think I think the subject has to kind of let you in, and Tony trusted me early on. I think, and the pictures show it. You know, we were it was a very collaborative uh, portrait work that we did together. So she had given you the inspiration to do this series that you embarked on with Elvis Mitchell, the the, the Blacklist. Can you talk about how it went from the seed of an idea that she planted to what it became? It, it you know, Tony wanted to do Black Divas, and I'm not an opera lover particularly enough that I would want to do a whole project on opera, but it started me thinking about just sort of African-American talent in general, that there was more than just Oprah and, uh, you know, Barack Obama. There were all these other people that we could maybe interview. And my idea then, which now everyone does, but was to do this sort of direct-to-camera uh, talk where, you, where the subject is looking right at camera. And it's just a very powerful way to do it. In those days, Earl Morris was doing it. A couple other filmmakers used it, but it was rare. And it was also my portraiture come to life. So if you look at my portraits, they're always direct-to-camera, single light source, and a kind of gray backdrop. So I wanted to turn that into film. And you know, one of the tricks, it's not a trick, one of the ideas here was that Tony talks to camera only. Everyone else, Hilton Ailes right here, <laughs> second row, talks off camera. Uh, they talk about Tony, and I thought that could work. I've never seen it in a documentary, but the, the main subject is looking at us, and we have a kind of connection that way, and then the others are talking about her. Uh, and um, how did you convince Toni Morrison, if it took convincing, to do this film devoted to her? You know, I think when, when the first Blacklist film came out, we all kind of sat around thinking everyone in this film deserves a feature film. This was, you know, this was so much, there's so many interesting stories and talents. But Tony was always the first in my mind, and Tony was the first to sit for the Blacklist. So it also, a couple of years ago, I realized, you know, Tony was 84, 85, she's 88 now that if I'm going to do it, <laughs> there's not a lot of time. And I, I, 
I reached out to her and we, we talked about it and she said, you know, she didn't say no. And that's always a good sign with Tony. Um, and that really gave me the uh, courage to kind of find the funding and go back to her and say, I have the money to do it. I, you know, this was going to be on television. I'll be American Masters was the idea back then. Uh, it became, because of Sundance, um, a film that will now be in theaters. We're very excited with Magnolia. Um, but I think Tony uh, trusted me to do it. So what was the process of interviewing her like? Uh, Sandra Guzman, who's credited in the film, did the interviews. I didn't feel that I um, am a, enough of a Tony scholar to do the interviews. Sandra drives a car that says Sula on the license plate. And, so, and, and loves Tony deeply and really um, uh, was very, very eager to do this film and, and supportive. And, um, you know, you as a director, you kind of create a space where everyone feels comfortable. Um, we we did that the, the interviews with Tony at, at her home, so we set up a studio there, essentially a backdrop, and did them there where she was more comfortable. The others all came to my studio in the East Village, and again, that's something you do where you get some, the person comes in and you offer some tea or coffee or. You, you make them feel, by the time they get to the set, that they can trust this atmosphere. Now, there must be hundreds of people who are Toni Morrison fans or feel some connection to that work that you could have chosen from, and you're, and you're very selective and deliberate about the people you did put into the film. Can you talk about curating that collection of voices? It's, it's very much Tony's list. Uh, there was a longer list uh, that I had a lot of names on, and Tony took a nice pencil and <laughs> crossed them off. And I, I also don't like to interview people and not put them in the film. There's one person who we interviewed who's not in this film, which is Peter Sellers, the theater uh, director, and um, only because it was an easy way to pull seven minutes out of the film. Uh, it's a magnificent piece on Shakespeare and Tony, uh, Desdemona that she wrote, and, and Othello, and it's kind of conversation that happened between them at Princeton, and it's a, it'll be in the DVD, I guess, but it's a wonderful, wonderful piece, but we pulled it, and I don't like to do that. I like, if I'm going to ask you to give me your time and sit for an interview and be part of this, you should expect to be in the film. I mean, there's so many extraordinary interviews. Sonia Sanchez, uh, of course, uh, Angela Davis. Um, still, Oprah stands out as Oprah, and she brings so much energy to uh, to her interview. I I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about filming with Oprah. We we went to Oprah, uh, and we were told we would have 30 minutes, and we had 30 minutes. And you know, Oprah gives you gold. You get a you know, she's very good at that. Um, articulating a, a, a perfect kind of statement in a way. Um, and she, we, she actually broke down at one point. We didn't put it in the film, but she was very emotional. Uh, and she said at one point, I didn't expect to cry today, you know, talking about Toni Morrison. But Oprah is deeply connected to Toni, you know, did a lot with the book club, of course, but also really loves her and, and, um, you know, it took a year to arrange the interview, but, but we got it. I've just heard anecdotally, we, you, we showed the film at the Miami Film Festival where I uh, work a couple months ago, and 
Uh, I remember people saying, oh, I didn't know that chapter about her publishing career, and, and other people will say something else that they learned from, uh, from this film. And, and I wonder, when you entered it, you'd obviously known her, you'd done your research, but was there areas of uh, her life or career that you came in extra curious about? Well, I think the publishing uh, career at Random House is, pe most people don't know about it, and it's very important. Um, you know, th there was a lot, th this could be 10 hours, this film. The problem is this is such a gigantic life, and we got so much material from the interviewees that it could have been easily three hours. It could have been, you know, uh, it's, it, there's so much more there, but we had to make decisions about what was important. I think uh, her family, you, you understand her family in this, you understand her, where her grandparents come from, her, you know, all of the travels of her family, the migration, the great migration. You know, the, the use of art in the film is something I'm very proud of as well. You see Jacob Lawrence's paintings in, in that s scene there, uh, when Tony talks about leaving, coming to Ohio. So we tried to incorporate other, there's 22 African-American artists who gave us work for the film. The opening is by Micheline Thomas, who, who uh, Chad is here, one of my producers, who's a big fan, and I, I, don't, I didn't know Micheline. I loved her, I've always liked her work very much, so I just called her and said, you know, we're doing this film on Toni Morrison, and, and would, you know, would you consider doing a kind of collage opening for us? And she said, I'm in. You know, and, and that was the reaction to everyone who we reached out to, from uh, Carrie James Marshall to Kara Walker to, uh, you know, uh, all of the, Lorna Simpson, all of the different artists. And, and the music, about 98% of the music is one composer, Catherine Bostick, who's a musician from Los Angeles who we found on the internet and is just a brilliant, brilliant composer. And the song at the end is hers, she sings it, um, and she composed almost all of the music. When the crimson moon low rides the night, there's a shine on the water where secrets burn bright. Walk to the edge and dance with me. Walk to the edge and set yourself free above the water. Here in this conversation, you've sort of established your bona fides with uh, your long history with Toni Morrison, and she felt comfortable to have you do this film, uh, yet still people must look at this and, and think, well, you know, how does he get to be the guy who tells the uh, Toni Morrison film? And, and I wonder if you can you know, talk about how you've come to answer that question for yourself. You mean the, the white man who tells the Toni Morrison story? Uh, you know, I think it really comes back to trust that Toni was very uh, familiar with what I had done in film, the Blacklist series, of course, the Latino list, the Outlist, the Trans List, the Women's List, all of those films about identity. And she, uh, for the Women's List, Tony wrote the introduction and read it for us. So she's, she was very aware of these films. And I think she knew what kind of filmmaker I am. I am and, and I also made it very, and, and Tony had kind of been with me in other film, in, the, in, in being filmed, she saw what my crew was, wh how diverse it was, how much that meant to all of us to do that. Um, you know, 
Tony makes her own decisions. It's kind of that, it kind of comes down to that. And I think she, I hope, I, you know, she saw the film. And uh, she, she, her comment was, I like her. I want to thank Timothy Greenfield Sanders for speaking with me. His film, Toni Morrison, The Pieces I Am, is now playing in theaters, released by Magnolia Pictures. It will eventually come to PBS's American Master series. Thanks to our team, series producer Hannah Nordenswan and web designer Cross Strategy. Our theme music is composed by Andre Williams and our executive producer is Rafaela Nehausen. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Pure Nonfiction. I'm Tom Powers. You can follow me on Twitter at T-H-O-M Powers. You can read our show notes, learn about live events, and sign up for our newsletter at purenonfiction.net. 